0: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome once again to our Saturday evening service. And for those of you who are watching this online, so glad that you could join us and be with us this evening. Let's look to the Lord in prayer as we begin. Father God, we come before you this afternoon thank you once again for all that you are doing in our lives in our families and in our church lord lord we are excited when we know when we look to you as we look to you for direction as you lead and guide us so lord even as we look at this in this topic may you grant us new insights new revelations that we can apply in our lives, in our cell group. Holy Spirit of God, come and speak to us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Today we continue with our sermon series on This is Church. We'll be talking about the cells of the church. We are aware, and it's often said everywhere in many churches, That's the cell group ministry is always known as the life of the church. That's where life takes place and that's where we learn to express our lives with one another. And every cell is part of the church, it is not the church. The cell group is part of the church, it is not the church. So cell comes, cell group ministry comes under the umbrella of the church. Okay, like in ASE, the cell group ministry comes under the umbrella of ASE church, just like the worship ministry, agape and all that. So it's form part of the life of the church this is also because that when we come together as a congregation um, like like today very often we come touch and go and during this season especially you say hi bye and sometimes you don't even know who who sits across the Red Sea you know so and then touch and go or maybe after that you go and share a meal together and over a meal you without agenda you talk about anything just catch up with one another where else in a cell group we all meet with a purpose which you will look at it in a while so you would ask what when on earth when does the cell the concept of cell group started is it even in the bible is it even biblical like always, anything we want to look in the Bible, we go to the Old Testament. So we will look at the Old Testament. The Old Testament model is what we call, usually call the jet-throw model. Most of us know the story of Moses. Okay, Moses was the leader of this group of people in the wilderness. Everyone looked to him with respect and appreciation for all that he has done he was the one whom God spoke to and spoke through he was the main person he was the one for when anyone have a problem they will go to him so if you have a problem and you share with your friend share with a person in the next tent very very often you will hear you're probably here go talk to Moses he will have an answer for you. Just like here, maybe in ASE, if you, have, if you come to your, your person next to you and share with the person a problem or an issue, what would they say? Go talk to Pastor Darren, he will have an answer for you. So if you have an, if you have an issue, a question, talk to Pastor Darren, he will have an answer for you. Then one day, back to the Moses story, one day Moses' father-in-law came for a visit and saw that Moses, and saw what Moses was doing, that Moses was alone, sitting as a judge and dishing out judgment and and advices of all kinds, advice of all kinds to everyone who came to him. For a whole day, he just sit there, maybe stand up and stretch a bit, and then, wearing him out at the end of the day. Jen, then Jethro in Exodus 18 said this to Moses. So, Jeth, so Moses' father-in-law said to him, okay, we look at Exodus 18. He said, what you are doing is not good. You and the people with you will certainly wear yourselves out for the thing is too heavy for you. You are not able to do it alone. Now obey my my voice. I will give you advice, and God be with you. You shall represent the people before God and bring their cases to, to God, and you shall warn them about the statutes and law and make them know the way in which they must walk and what they must do. Moreover, Look for able men from all the people, men who fear God, who are trustworthy and hate a bribe. And place such men over the peoples as chiefs of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens. And let them judge the people at all times. Every great matter they shall bring to you, but any small matter they shall decide themselves. So it will be easy for easier for you, and they will bear the burden with you. if you do this, God will direct you, you will be able to endure, and all the people will all the people also will go in their place in peace. So what was to unpack this? so what was Jethro's model? Jethro advised to Moses that Moses' role was this, that he was the top tier of leadership, right on top, okay? Then what is he supposed to do? He was to represent, representing the people before God, bringing to God the needs of the people, the cases that he knows about, the people praying for them and communicating with God that he has to teach the word, the law and statutes that God has given to him to the people, and probably to the leaders first. That's discipleship in action hmm, for Moses. They appoint able leaders to assist Him, appoint able leaders to bear and carry the responsibility in Him, with him. Then, the, then there is a basic criteria that was set out. What was the basic criteria? That first of all, they are to fear God. It is important for the leaders to know God and His ways. Then they have to be trustworthy, men of good repute and respect. Then do not take bribes, men who are honest and have the integrity of heart. I'm not saying this because AGM is coming up, because it's part of the text, okay? (laughs) So, Moses was told to um, appoint such people, such men, men that fear God, men who are trustworthy, and men that do not take bribes, because we also pray for such criteria for those who sit in our leadership. Then what's the leader's role, the leaders that Moses was to appoint, They are to share in the responsibility of Moses' leadership, okay? And they are empowered to handle and make decisions for small matters And big decisions, of course, they consult Moses So that is basically the jet-throw model In other words Moses was a main leader who devoted himself in communicating with God, representing the Israelites before God, and teach the people the law and statutes that God had revealed to him. And then, of course, discipleship making in action, as well as leadership development. He passed on whatever that he learned to the group of leaders. So the leaders form like an executive level of leadership and take care of the groups of groups of different sizes, learning and taking instruction from Moses. So it passed down. So very much like a lot of cell structures today across the world, where the senior pastor, now some churches call them lead pastor or lead leader, and in our situation, of course, we have the priest in charge on top of the tier. Then we're spending time, and this lead leader or lead pastor will spend time communicating with God, asking God for direction for the church, asking God for his agenda and the way forward. And then, of course, he spend time in leadership development as well and cell leaders form the executive level, having a closer bond with church members. Then next, we move on to the New Testament model. Once again, we want to go to the early church. And Acts 2, chapter 2, Acts 2, 46 to 47 says this, And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes... They received their food with glad and generous heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the number day by day those who were being saved. So here we see the purpose of their gathering, of their small groups, is basically this. Worship, praising God together, yeah? Word, they share a fellowship meal maybe, and prayer. And that the Lord added, they were faithfully doing that and God added to the number day by day. I reckon that in the early church model, the groups met in homes, okay? And you see here that they break bread in the homes. And I believe that Paul introduced these home groups in his travel and in his church planting. In Acts chapter 16, when he was in Philippi, and then he, of course, if you read Paul about Paul in Acts 16, he was arrested and he was put in prison. Then he, in 16 verse 40, he says, "So they went out of the prison. So they came out of the prison, and they visited Lydia. And when they had seen the brothers, they they encouraged them and departed." We read from Acts that Lydia was a purple seller, a quite a well-to-do lady, a businesswoman, was one of those who came to the Lord under Paul's ministry in Philippine. And a home group probably started in her home. And of course, eventually, I believe, it grew to a church, the church in Philippine. In fact, some of our parishes in our diocese started that way. As a home group I, I used to go to one When I first became a Christian So I know about that So some of our parishes in our diocese Started that way in a home fellowship group So we see that Small group ministry Started all the way from the Old Testament From the group of people In the wilderness With Moses onto the New Testament And it evolved to what it is Today all over the world over the years, many names have been given to this kind of group, this kind of group ministry, small group ministry. I'm sure that when I list down the names, you have the names up there already. I'm sure some of some of us who have been Christian for a while, or friends in other churches, would recognize this name. The first one, of course, is Home Cell Group. How many of you have heard this? Home Cell Group or Home Fellowship Group. Then when I was asking Pastor Darren yesterday, is it a Bible study group? Nah? Bible study group. Then we call ourselves cell groups. So I know of a church who call themselves care groups. Then they have connect group, covenant group, discipleship group, life group. And some churches simply call them small groups. No matter what we call ourselves, no matter what names we give, no matter however we want to put it, there are some basic function of the cell group that is probably shaped by this couple of verses. In Hebrews 10, 24-25, quite a popular verse, it says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So from this verse, we are told not to neglect to meet together, but each time that we meet, we are to learn to stir up one another to love and to do good works. Then Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and demolishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So basically, the basic purpose of cells are this. First of all, connect with one another. Outside the weekly service, we, we connect with one another. We care for one another through sharing of life, through prayer support and encouragement. And of course, discipleship, searching and discussing scripture together. And this is what we usually call the word time. Then growth. Two ways. You grow as a cell group also personal spiritual growth. And also in time to come, the other growth is, of course, when you invite more people into your cell your cells grow bigger and you have multiplication multiplication is always very exciting for me because it means that the church is growing and there are more people to be cared for there are more people to encourage then of course through the cell group you also identify leaders so we have leadership development so journeying with one another in our faith together some groups I remember there was one group that I was with and they were having a meeting. I said, hey, do you find meaning in the, in the cell? He says, yeah, yeah. He said, we like our cell group very much and maybe we will journey together until such a time. The question will be, eh, what medicine are you taking? Ah? When is your next medical appointment? <laughs> so, some of us may grow old together. So, the cell structures or cell models today is probably a combination of the jet throw model as well as the early church model. They have all similar purpose to cater to the needs of the people socially, emotionally, and spiritually. I'm sure some of us have heard about cell church and church with cell. Let's look at cell church most big churches follow this structure and most this most big churches are called cell church the each cell group functions like a little cell, little church okay little church and all the cell members probably have different function eh? and i know that they they also subscribe a, a monthly subscription to the cell group for their cell events then the senior pastor, of course, oversees and empowers the different levels of cell leaders. I know there is one particular denomination that have a zonal pastor. They've got sectional pastors and they've got cell leaders or sectional leaders and cell leaders. So it comes down in many tiers. And the leader in is mainly the main person who drives the cell like a pastor. And this cell leader is a very busy person. He has to interview each person who is interested in any ministry of the church. Like, for example, you're in this cell and you say, I think I would like to go and help out in the Sunday school. This, this leader will interview you and then connect you, okay, to whoever that's in charge of the Sunday school. And then... In, <laughs> I heard of this done church huh? that if a member does not tie, the cell leader will drop you an SMS or give you a call and say, hey, you forgot to tie this month. Maybe um, you need to... I'm just calling to remind you to tie. So the cell leader was, is a very busy person, and a cell leader has to report, submit report regularly other than attending meetings. So there are a lot of a list of responsibilities that a cell leader needs to do. And in the cell church, it is mainly homogeneous. It could be according to location where the members stay or according to professions. Like they have cells only for educators, you know, like you're a school teacher or a teacher of any sort, you are put in that particular group of cells. Or you are medical personnel, you are put in the medical personnel cell group. Then if you are lawyers, you have a cell group for lawyers, etc. Then of course, one of the big things about cell church is uniformity. All all the cells must do the same thing, okay? And they follow the structure rather strictly. A church along Adam Road Sorry, not Adam Road not, uh, Long, uh, what's that? Paliba. They have what they call the 5 G's And every cell group must have the 5 G's What are the 5 G's? They must have icebreaker, gel together, glorify God, worship God They grow, there's work time And they gear up to, and they go they, The G, that is missions, evangelism and, they are, and the last one, a friend told me the last one is very important Because it says gear up You gear up for what? You gear up for church events Support church events Gear up for prayer meeting Gear up for Christian education So this is very big for them And they have church cell conference all over the world And this 5G is in all their churches in Singapore and overseas church plants I happen to know because I'm quite close to some of their pastors. So the main trust of cell, cell church is evangelism and multiplication. And I understand that a cell is given a particular a period of time to evangelize and multiply. And I do not know whether it happens now, but I know if a cell that does not multiply, say in two years. It is, will be deemed unhealthy. The cell is unhealthy, and they will close down the cell and distribute the members to other cell group that is active ev- in evangelism and, of course, multiplication, Con- and of course, contributing to the growth to the church of the church. And that is um, some churches that I know some years ago, but. I'm not too sure whether they are still doing this. I know a friend of mine was a bit um, upset and left her church, a big church. I won't tell you which one. And the family, she and her family are now worshipping in a smaller church. So that is cell church. Then church with cell. Of course, once again, the lead pastor provides the overall directions, okay? And the cell leaders are updated. And are expected to align to the given directions that they believe that God has given to the lead pastor. So the cell leader moves with the pace of the majority of the members. Not like given two years you must multiply. If you don't multiply, you're considered unhealthy. So members, so the 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 cell leader moves in the pace of the majority the members members con- can contact ministry leaders directly should any of them be interested to serve in a particular ministry so if you think you have a nice voice and you want to be part of the worship ministry you can talk to Joseph directly okay and he'll be happy to talk with you further then every cell group in the church cell develops its own identity some all, some all singles, then later all married with families and with young children and some have a mixed group like we do in ASE. So not necessary, church of cells not necessarily homogeneous. I believe this is good because it adds variety to the cell group. Then your next question is, why is it important to be in a cell? I believe that, first of all, it gives us a sense of belonging and identity. To know that we belong to a cell group gives a, who, a group who loves us and we can turn to without feeling judged. So a sense of belonging and identity i go i can go into a cell group i can share with myself whatever that is in my heart without being judged nobody will laugh at us and because it's a group who love us and it's a group who give us mutual support and encouragement in my last sermon i talk about no man is an island no one survives alone We need one another. We need someone to talk to, someone to listen to us. And we cheer each other on. We are each other's cheerleader. We cheer each other on in this journey called life. So that's what you do in a cell group. And that's the purposes of the cell group. And now we come to our church. Cells at ase or ase cell in ase in our church we are a church with cell i will use ase as an acronym and first of all the first a that in the cell group we would like to encourage all the cells to align to church vision and mission to follow the direction given by the church Like, for example, right now we are doing the series called This is Church. Pastor Darren, Pastor Joseph, and myself meet regularly to put together the discussion question for cells to discuss. It is so that we can move forward on the same page as a church, catching that same vision and understanding church together. I, I understand that quite a number of you have very vibrant discussion in your cell group. In the last uh, I, I, there was this particular cell group, after, the, after I talked about the gift of the church, I spent a couple of hours replying texts, <laughs> because they have questions. We are happy that you ask us okay, so we are happy to answer your question. Like I said at the very beginning, if you have an issue, Doctor Who, you know the coloured man, huh? then of course your cell group have vibrant discussion and that's growing. That's good. Then getting involved in our overseas mission as a cell, that is the work in Bandung, where the travel borders are a bit open, you can. Go and visit our mission station as a cell. Then community outreach as a cell, you are already aware of. Then we have the S, speak life and truth. This is worship and word time, where we focus on the Lord and finding nuggets in His word where we can apply in our lives. Then we have E, we encourage each other. And the, other e, and the other E is expand. Cell should be a safe and conducive environment to, for mutual support and encouragement through fellowship and prayer. Of course, expand means multiplication. You invite people in the cell. I'm always excited, like I say, that when a cell multiply, because it shows that the church is growing. We need to bear in mind that a cell is not exclusive. A cell is not an elite club, okay? And become an, a social gathering that do not include others. So a cell should not be exclusive. A cell is, like I say, every cell is part of the church. And being part of the church of Jesus Christ, we need to have the great commission and great commandment in mind. What is the great commandment and what is the great commission? Ask your cell leader. They should know the answer. So as I closed, I would like to share with us the cells that we have here in our church. We have two clusters, okay? We have two clusters. One cluster under Carl, one cluster under me. The cluster that is under Carl is the younger group of people. One day they will reach the other side too. We have, we have the Ark, we have Catalyst, we have Cornerstone, we have Crux, we have Refuge too, we have Seedlings. Then cluster B, you will realize that we, I have highlighted two in bold. They are our new cells, okay? They are new cells that started this year. We have um, our People's Warden who started a new cell. Call themselves awake, arise. Then befriender one and befriender two. Befriender two, as you can tell, it, come, it multiplied from befriender one, and that is wonderful. Then we have care, praise, and sickness. So it's really exciting when we see new cells birthing. Then, of course, on the fifth Friday of the month, we have the cell cluster gathering. Come Christian Education talk Where we invite speakers In their areas of expertise To come and share with us We have advertised Just the one that is coming out I shall talk about it So do sign up for the Month end cluster get together Bring your friends It's a good time to connect With people So as I closed I asked you one question Are you in a cell yet? If yes, well and good, continue to be a growing and contributing member. If not, come talk to me or Carl or any of the church staff. We will be happy to connect you with a cell. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that you are the one who breathes life in every church. And you are the one who places in our church for a reason and for a purpose. We thank you for the cells that are in our church. We pray that you, Spirit of God, will continue to bring life and vibrancy To every cell that every member of the cell will find meaning in the cell growing together in their journey in their spiritual journey and so God may we all learn to arise to the call that you've given to each one through our cell group as we pray all this in Jesus name Amen